Full 10 Yards Podcast. Yes, welcome in. This is the Full 10 Yards Podcast where every yard counts. I thought it would be a good idea to separate our fourth down from Wednesday's podcast where we talked to CEO of Sleeper, Nan Wang, uh, all the way across the pond to talk about the app, to talk about the platform and what goes into making the fantasy football app. So without any further ado, we'll cut right to the chase. It's time to talk of fantasy football. We all play it. We all we all have our own favourite platforms. We all have our, our, our different leagues. But joining us now to talk about a platform that's it's fair to say muscling their way in on the big boys uh, and talk about why we should all move move over to them. It's uh, Nan Wang, the CEO of Sleeper. Nan, big full ten yards. Welcome to you. Uh, thank you, Tim. Really appreciate you having me on the podcast. I right, say, so, yeah, sleeper. Um, I, I will be honest. It's a, it's a new. Um, I've I've just joined a few uh, sleeper leagues over the last couple of months or so. Uh, new dynasty leagues. Uh, which I know is a, is a new feature for Sleeper, uh, which we'll get on to very shortly indeed. But yeah, I'm, I'm a new user to Sleeper this year, so I'm excited uh, to see uh, a, a breath of fresh air, I think, to, to the fancy land. Um, you know, the, the, you've got all your ESPN, G, Yahoo's, your NFL's, Flea Flicker and all the rest of them. It's quite a saturated market, to be fair. So I guess I guess the first question uh, is why, 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 what will Sleeper do differently to, to all the rest? Yeah, no, that's a great question, Tim. So... To, to understand what we're trying to do at Sleeper, really, ha- we have to talk about the reason why we built it and the genesis of, of, of the company. And so my co-founders and I have been friends since we were five years old. And sports to us has been one of those things that has always been the glue that cemented our friendship. Um, despite living you know, in different parts of the world, we, we stayed in touch through our fantasy leagues, right? So I started playing in a league with my CTO over 15 years ago when we were still in college. And he invited me to join his dorm league and roll forward 15 plus years. And that league is still around with the same cast of characters. Mm-hmm. And so what we realized was that sports is inherently social yeah. and fantasy is really the epitome of that experience. It's a, it's a place for, you know, friends, college classmates, um, coworkers, family members to really find a way to enjoy sports together. Right. But the problem is every platform that we've used, we always had a disjointed experience where we would use um, a host to transact and to trade and to do all of the kind of stats and research, but we would all always have our conversation and all, all of our kind of hangouts outside of that platform. So it would be on email or iMessage, WhatsApp, you know, we, we've used, you know, the entire gamut of, of social media mm-hmm. as well as text-based software to really piece together that experience. The same thing happened with content. So like I would read articles on, you know, existing websites or see a highlight video that I wanted to share. And it would be really, really hard for me to be able to do that because I'd have to copy a link, go into a group chat and share it to multiple friends who are in various different group chats mm-hmm. um, for us to enjoy it together and to talk about it. Yeah. So what Sleeper is at its core is it's actually it's a social app for sports. Everything we do has a messenger element tied to it, whether it's leagues or content. And the thesis is that we want to make sports more social, enjoyable and fun for you to hang out with your friends, your coworkers, and your family members over. Um, So that's fundamentally what we're doing different, you know, uh, at at a core level. Um, But what we're also doing is we're we're using more modern tech. So we're we're mobile first, mobile optimized. Uh, We're focusing a lot on, you know, better design. Just really trying to innovate in a market that, yes, it is saturated with a lot of players, but really there hasn't been much innovation in the space in, in a long, long time, right? So... Uh, I would say there was like two really, really big innovations that happened in fantasy. One was 
the discovery of it, right? So back in the, I think it was like the early 80s or late 70s, people, you know, putting together, uh, you know, spreadsheets on paper to record stats yeah. uh, of, of their favorite players and then creating this category as a whole. Mm. Second big innovation was when, when Yahoo really brought it online um, and created a website for folks to really enjoy it, you know, in a digital media. Uh, since then, for season long, there hasn't been much. There's been a lot of Me Too products that have copied Mm -hmm. and focused on building out websites that offer, you know, like small variations and small modifications to the existing gameplay. But from an experiential perspective, there hasn't been a whole lot of change. Mm -hmm. And so here we are coming along and we realize that the mid, the biggest missing piece is social and that we have a tech team that really is, you know, I, I would say um, one of the folks that really, really put their ears to ground, ear, ears to the ground and listen to users. And then we take user feedback and then use our uh, tech prowess to be able to execute on really new experiences for fantasy uh, football fans. Mm -hmm. And so what Sleeper wants to do is just to take that experience for the next 10, 15 years and be the platform that you guys choose to play on. Absolutely. And I suppose, you know, going with, uh, I suppose it gives you an edge that you were able to to kind of go from a mobile, mobile first option. And, you know, obviously everyone is attached to their phones these days and the social element is all, all through their phones, you know, not, um, whereas many of the other uh, competitors, if you like, were, digital first on, on laptop and then maybe try to morph something into an app where maybe some of them have, have fallen away. Did you find that that gives you a bit of an edge, that you, the, the sense that you've gone kind of mobile first and then um, kind of developed web as a secondary? Do you, do you feel that that's kind of a key a key selling point for, for Sleeper? Yeah, I, I think that's one of them, right? Like I think our biggest selling point is just kind of better technology and design. Yeah. yeah. And then secondarily, it'd be like social. And then third, it would be, I would say, uh, mobile. Mm -hmm. Mo mobile isn't isn't something that's just kind of dreamed into existence, right? So the complexity of building a good mobile app, you really need to take into account like multiple operating systems, different types of devices, different screen sizes, you know, legacy legacy phone platforms that may, may run on antiquated or old hardware. Yeah. So when you're designing a mobile app, there's probably like tens of thousands of permutations Mm -hmm. um, that you need to account for. So it is a very tedious and arduous process to get right, yeah. which is why you don't see a lot of other players um, you know, with strong mobile apps in the space, just because they don't have the know-how or the technical chops to be able to execute on it. Yeah. Um, but us deciding to do that really came out of you know how we found our enjoyment of sports uh, um, to, to, to be like the model of, of what we were building out. And the reality of it was that most of our engagement in our leagues was like we would do a little bit of research on the website, but most of it was smack talk on our messaging platform, yeah. right? And it doesn't make sense for us to build a messaging platform that's desktop first because, you know, if you're not at your computer, you're missing, you're missing your messages and that's not a good way to communicate, right? Yeah. And so with that thesis in mind, it, it just made perfect sense for us to go mobile first, mobile optimized. Hmm. And what we're seeing now is like over 90% of our users are on on mobile and not on web yeah right it's just, it's just so much easier for them to access their leagues to do research to chat all in one yeah no absolutely absolutely agree and i uh, just wanted to pick up on your point there about obviously all the different um you know android iphone and all the rest of it do you, do you th um, I, I feel that quite a lot of people take that for granted that it's just you know one one size fits all for, for all different uh, compat uh, compatibility for, for devices do you, do you find that that's probably the, the thing that users take most for gr uh, granted for the most because you know attention spans these days are getting less and less and people you know if they're going to spend 
10 to 20 to 30 seconds maybe waiting for something to load up um you know any any app i suppose on the store um do you, do you feel that that's kind of taken for granted by by end users and the complexity actually behind it trying to make sure it's a seamless uh, transition you know from from android to iphone and, and all the rest i wouldn't say it was being taken for granted uh so my background i'm not, I'm not actually an engineer so coming onto the team and joining um my my colleagues it was something that I eventually realized and discovered as well. So it's not that it was taken for granted. It's just more that like we didn't, we weren't aware of this kind of stuff. Um, so I, I think the one thing that really, you know, I, I would emphasize is, is even with a small team though, what we try to do is we try to move as fast as we can to fix, you know, problems that people might have on even the fringe devices. So like we have, we have users from all over the world now. Mm-hmm. And what that means is we have folks on Huawei devices in China, well, folks that use Ericsson devices, um, you know, there's, there's multiple different platforms. And the way we try to triage and solve their problems is we open up our, you know, Twitter, our help desk and our intercom support. And we try to divide, uh, try to dive in and help problem solve at the unit level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what you'll see on, you know, our social media is despite having a team of only five engineers, we try to answer every single question that comes our way. And yeah. Luckily, by doing that, we've built a, a really, really great community of folks who support us in our vision. Yeah. And so, if anything, I would just say, like, thank you. Thank you to everybody who's listening. Thank you for everybody who's using our platform. Just to have patience, yeah. right? Understanding that development takes time. We're a small team, and we're trying to do our best. And for the most part, I think everybody's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we get tons of support messages every single day of people just saying, hey, thanks, thanks for responding. Yeah. You know, I never get a response from anybody else in yeah. this space. Um, I, I hear that it might take an, a day or two for us to get this resolved, but uh, the fact that you guys are trying and you're listening to us makes me feel comfortable that the, there, there will be this level of support, you know, on an ongoing basis. And so that, that's kind of how we combat it is, or, or not even combat it, that's how we work with it, mm-hmm. is just to try to be present and understand that people might have different experiences depending on, you know, where you are, how your Wi-Fi connection is, what your device is, and we just try to solve as many as we can. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose that that's shown in you know the, the frequent and consistent you know ch- uh, upgrades, if you like, and tweaks to to Sleeper. Um, are there any big big changes on the horizon uh, for for the platform at all? Yeah, yeah. So we're do, we're doing a whole bunch of stuff. So even in the past six months, we rolled out Dynasty Leagues for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been a huge hit because in the past people would have to pay for Dynasty features, and that would range from seventy five to one hundred and sixty bucks depending on what platform you were on and yep. uh and we're building a lot of those features and offering it for free yeah i don't think there's i mean it's not our place to really nickel and dime users and and what we think is if we build a good enough platform we'll find ways where users will support us in the long run so mm-hmm. that's our singular focus is to offer a good experience um we've done a lot on the on the redesign of the mobile app as well so completely new color schemes completely mm-hmm. new user interfaces and navigation and what we're doing there is really preparing the app to add more features around, you know, integrations, uh, in-app, in-game kind of features, more research, uh, positioning us to be able to roll out new sports uh, in the next 12 to 18 months, yeah. um, and just kind of uh, focusing on uh, performance optimizations as well to be able to handle handle scaling and users because yeah. we're seeing just extremely rapid growth right now. Yeah. Um, you know, compared to last year, the same period, we're tracking at over 10x uh, user growth. So I think that's going to persist if we continue to double down on these features that matter. No. Um, and then finally, the, the thing that we're rolling out over the course of the summer is a um, 
is a completely revamped uh, game day experience. Um, I can't comment a whole lot about it because it's coming out in a in about a month, but it will completely revolutionize how you interact uh, with play by plays and your uh, your opponents on game day. Mm-hmm. It'll make it a lot more immersive, a lot more fun, a lot more gamified. Yeah. Um, and so that that I think will really really change how the market is. It, historically, if you if you think about fantasy, it's been entirely about just looking at static numbers, and occasionally those numbers will move up and down. Um, and it's not, it's not really fun, right? The game itself is fun, but staring at that screen is not fun. So we're, <laughs> we're going to reimagine that experience to make it much more immersive. Yeah. So even, even this side of the pond uh, on, a, on a Sunday night, if I just sat there and just looked at the score and wait, wait, waiting for, waiting for it to change. But so, uh, yeah, I'm, I must admit some of the features I do like on, on sleeper, the draft board is a, is a, is a good one with all the, uh, the colors, uh, for each team. And, um, yeah, it is very, very seamless, uh, to go for between chats and, and obviously trading, especially if you're doing, um, not necessarily a live draft, but like a, a slow draft where you've got eight hours where you can do trades. It's all, it's all very, uh, I, I suppose that would have been a key, a key driver when you, uh, uh, implementing those those kind of features as well, but when when you come up with, um, obviously people get in touch about you know potential improvements or if you you guys have projects, what how how um, when you when you do make changes, what's what's kind of a key driver or focus behind them? Is it all about end user or is it about you know these things? Will obviously, take you know different uh, pro- projects take different time and different costs. How how do you kind of battle um, changes that you want to make and how you, how you prioritize those? Yeah, that's a great question. It's a combination of top down and, and bottoms up. And top down is just we have a, a very clear vision of what we want the product to be. And what that is, is it's how do we make it more fun and social to hang out with your friends over fantasy football? Right. If a feature adds to that, then it gets prioritized and pushed up the list. Right. Right. If, if it's meant to be enjoyed with other people and has the impact to be able to do that, that's, you know, like priority number one. And then from a bottoms up perspective, because we're conversing and listening to our users across all of our different channels, we take feedback and we prioritize that and we, we, we record it. So every time a feature gets sent in, we, we put it into like a histogram and it tells us, you know, which ones are most frequently asked for, which one actually has an impact on, on multiple leagues instead of being kind of a fringe one-off request. Mm-hmm. And then we marry those two subsets together to try to figure out, you know, from a resource and a time perspective what's feasible yeah right for the accomplish in, in, in a season for the stuff that we can squeeze in in the current season we try to do all of it mm-hmm. for the stuff that takes longer time to gestate we'll we'll kind of work on it slowly and we'll work on it work on it in the in the off season mm-hmm. right um and so that's kind of how we think about it but i would say like a lot of the things we do we also try to think about it in terms of not what exists but what could be better right so like the draft board is an example of of, um, of, of a feature on Sleeper that really nobody else offers, right? So every other app or website basically asks you to kind of go through a list view to, yeah. to do your draft, right? Yeah. Um, and it behaves more like an Excel spreadsheet than it does kind of a graphical visual draft board. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, why, why is that? Why can't we build something um, that allows people to contextually view all of the, all of the picks in their league be able to color code it so that they can look at positional analysis right off the bat, uh, be able to trade picks pretty easily just by clicking into a square and then having commissioners be able to fix things on the fly. Yeah. Right. All of these were challenges that previously I think people thought were undoable and we were like, no, let's think about a way to unlock that. Yeah. Right. Just even the draft board concept, people were like, why would you ever do that? It won't fit on a mobile screen. I was like, well, we could create 
you know, um, an algorithm that pans and it follows you as you draft, yeah. right? And then we can auto center if you need to click on it. Um, and so there's different things that we've just kind of experimented with over time, but it's always driven by this hunger and this desire to innovate and to push, push product forward mm -hmm. and to just offer a better experience. Yeah. The same thing's going to happen with game day in about a month. And just talking about bit about innovation there as well. Obviously, fantasy football's um, changed quite rapidly over over the last couple of years in terms of you know tight end premium scoring and super flex leagues and all, and all the rest. Of it. Do you find that that's quite a that was quite a key feature that um, you know because as far as I'm concerned, sleepers quite very very much customizable, um, whereas you know some other previous like NFL and and maybe some other platforms as well maybe aren't as as uh, loose to be able to muck around with with that kind of thing. Was that was that quite an important factor for? For a sleeper to be customizable to, to attract people um, over over from from other platforms. Um, yeah, I think I think that was part of it. I I would say customization for us isn't just like blanket customization. Mm. It's customization based on what users value. Yeah. Right. So an example of a customization we didn't do was like somebody asked for uh, the ability to have two hundred team leagues. <laughs> right. And. Uh, that's like a one-off request that, yeah, that is customization, but we are like, okay, the impact of that type of a feature really is probably quite limited. Mm -hmm. Right. And it doesn't really advance the goal of making, you know, fantasy more accessible, social or fun. Yeah. And so that's a little bit lower on the priority for us to work on. It's not to say we won't eventually build it, but in terms of customizations, we need to prioritize, um, you know, the types of customizations that we offer yeah. because it's, there's a balance, right? The more customizable your platform becomes, the less approachable it is for somebody setting up a new league. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So imagine a first time player for, for fantasy football jumping in and now having to deal instead of just choosing between PPR standard and uh, half PPR um, and a couple roster positions now having to go through a uh, hundred different decisions, yeah. right. To set up their league. Does that help the person who's creating that infinitely customizable league? Yes. Right. It absolutely does. But does it hurt? the 99 other people who are trying to just really find a place to set up their leagues in under 30 seconds yeah. and offer, you know, the 95% of customizations that most people want. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. So that's kind of how you have to think about the balance of, of feature build outs. And so while we do try to build as many customizations as we can, there are certain ones that we will never build just because it, it adds too much complexity to the onboarding experience and to the, to the first time user experience. No, that, that's fair enough. And so you, you mentioned obviously the the rapid growth that you guys have experienced uh, over the recent months and, and year or so. Um, do you, do you see much penetration outside of the US? And you know, are there any other? Kind of, I assume it's, it's very well received here in the UK. And I know for sure. And maybe you can give me some numbers. But are there any uh, other maybe other countries? I, I assume Canada would be pretty uh, would pretty be high on high on the list as well. But um, are you seeing good yeah. good penetration around around the world? Yeah, I've been, I've been really surprised. So we look at our analytics data and uh, the U.S. obviously is our biggest market. Uh, Canada is our second biggest, which makes sense. The U.K. is the third biggest market and then Brazil is the fourth. Mm. And so we're starting to go international. We're finding pockets of fans, you know, uh, that in places we would have never expected. Right. And, and Brazil has been the biggest surprise for us. Actually, the U.K. makes a little bit of sense because uh, the NFL has done some games over in, in the UK, you know, the last couple of years, just to try to build its brand. Yeah. But to have like the number of users we do in Brazil was was quite shocking to me. Mm. Um, and I think we're going to continue to expand and have more of an international presence. So, uh, in twenty, what is this, twenty nineteen right now? So in twenty twenty, um, 
we're planning to roll out or start start rolling out basketball and EPL leagues as well. Right. Oh, okay. So that that will really really help in terms of just kind of pushing the sleeper brand into Europe and into Asia. Mm. Yeah, e- EPL. Yeah, EPL is uh, very very popular over here. So that'd be interesting to see how much penetration you can you can get there because the um, the Premier League one they do is, is pretty well. Pretty well followed, so it'd be interesting to see the penetration uh, you, you get on there. So um, just before we get you out of, uh, of here, Nan, just a couple of uh, listener questions for you that I, I wish to pose. Uh, a couple of your, your social media site actually answered a few for, for them as well. Uh, and I have to say as well, um, kudos to your to your social media team. They're very good at uh, interacting. And I've, I've noticed as well some, some tweets over the last uh, couple of days and, and weeks as well, trying to um, encourage engagement, if you like, and conversation as well. So I, I assume that, that was, um, that's, that's a plan, obviously, of, of you guys to engage in uh, uh, you know, start conversation, uh, which is what you guys obviously are, are, the visions all, is all about. So, um, but yeah, first first question just here from from Jack Humphrey from uh, at Jack, Jack Humphrey uh, KM. Just any any plans for developmental leagues, uh, best ball uh, from from an NFL uh, standpoint? Um, that's a good question, Jack. I think best ball will have to take a look at uh, in terms of just the rate of adoption and the number of requests we receive for it. It's definitely something that's been brought up internally in the team, and we've, we're considering it actively. Um, I can't I can't promise it'll be built in the next year, but it's it just really depends on if that market grows to a size right. where it warrants kind of investment in. And one of the things we're looking at is just how other platforms are are, are investing into that space sure. and whether or not that sustains or not. So. So to to answer your question, I guess uh, it'll really it'll really depend on if there's other features that are prioritized above it mm-hmm. based on user requests. Right, that's fair enough. And uh, he has uh, he, he currently says he has twenty four leagues with you, uh, with with Sleeper. So um, yeah, fair to, fair to say he's uh, he's hardcore. But he also asked the question: um, is is there any way that you can on on when you swipe to from left to right when all your leagues come up? Is there any way that you can maybe prioritize leagues or have like a ranking so that like the more important leagues are at the top, or is it just a, a case of a list uh, as and when you join them or uh, he just he just wants to know if you can prioritize leagues or if there's any ap- 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 um, appetite to do that yeah absolutely jack that that's a feature that's uh that's on our priority roadmap actually and we've we've heard quite a few people request that i can imagine having 24 leagues how just sorting will be such a pain in the butt for you to, to navigate to the ones that you actually care about and so that that's something that we can commit to mm. It impacts almost everybody on the platform, and so it's a it's a big enough feature that warrants investment in. Interesting. There you go, Jack. I uh, hope you're happy. Um, Neil Elliott at Neil Elliott on Twitter. Uh, he, he asked about uh, a scoring system about IDP. Um, uh, uh, he said, can you put in, in a good IDP scoring setup as a standard so d- top defensive players are on par with a wide receiver two, wide receiver three? Now, I know that's quite a granular question, so um, I could expand that out a little bit in terms of, you know, um, tight end premium leagues and super flex leagues, but do, do you have like any stats on which leagues are more popular than others, like standard half point PPR, PPR and IDP leagues at all? Yeah, so I, I do. So PPR is the most popular scoring format for us. Um, and it's the same across, I think, most of the most of the sites out there. Um, redraft leagues are, are, are more popular than keeper and dynasty leagues, although keeper and dynasty leagues are, are growing at a much faster rate. Right. Uh, uh, snake draft leagues, I would say, are like 85% of leagues in the market, 15% being auction. So that's that's an area we'll probably invest in, is building out auction capabilities in the future. 
um, just because it, it's it's kind of a big enough feature that it captures a, a, a decent amount of users um, uh, and, and their needs. And so that's probably what we'll do. On the IDP side, um, IDP is growing pretty fast, but it's still a re relatively small subset. I would say like less than 2% of our leagues are IDP leagues at the moment. Okay. But it's a I, I tried an IDP league myself last year, and it was pretty fun to play. Mm -hmm. And so there's there's some investment that we'll, we'll be putting into IDP leagues as well. That's fair enough. On, on the specific question on granular scoring, um, we do allow you to kind of go in and, and and customize the point values for uh, different positions. We haven't yet um, built in the ability to like uh, segment individual positions. So like right now everything's lined up uh, uh, grouping as either like a defensive back or a linebacker. And there isn't like a middle linebacker, outside linebacker. Right. That's something we can explore as a team. So I'll have to discuss that as a feature uh, internally. Hmm. Okay, there you go. Hope, Neil, hopefully that answered your, your question a little bit there. But Nan, um, just as I say, we've, we've run over a tiny bit there, but uh, that's it's all it's all good when we're talking fantasy football. So do, do you play, I know you said about your, your, your league that's been going 15, 16 years. Do you play in a lot of leagues yourself? Or is it just the one or two leagues you play? Um, I used to play in a lot. Now I only play in two leagues. And the reason is because we try to spend uh, as much of our time supporting other users now. Yeah. And building features and, and being being around on game day to help people kind of as much as possible. And so we've had to kind of whittle down the number of leagues we play ourselves uh, just to d dedicate and devote more time to, to the community and to the product. Um, but my leagues that I'm in are pretty pretty competitive. So I play in one with the sleeper team, and then I play in the other one with my co-founder and his friends. That mm. that's been going for quite a while. Yeah. Um, the hope is, you know, once we once we are able to grow and add more firepower and resources to the team, that I'll be able to add, a, add another league or two back into my uh, repertoire. <laughs> Absolutely, you can never. Yeah, it's the old adage: you can never have too many fancy football leagues. Just ask Jack, who's currently got twenty-four. And yeah, that's, Jack, that, that's insane. And kudos to you, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you balance it. I should probably ping you for advice at some point. <laughs> uh, you probably do enough research for all of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, well, I say very much a breath of fresh air to, to the fantasy football community and, and, the, and the world. So no doubt we'll, we'll have our listener leagues on, on Sleeper as well. And we're always happy to, to promote you guys. And I really appreciate you coming on just to give you a bit of, you know, peel back the curtain a little bit behind, you know, what goes into making an app and the idea. And, um, you know, it's not it's not as easy as just you know having an idea and then putting it putting it down. A lot of time and effort goes into it. So now thank you for, for coming on and, and talking that all through it with us. Uh, thanks for having me, Tim. And I uh, just want to leave by saying thanks to all the full 10 yards listeners um, who support Sleeper. And for those who haven't tried, I, I hope you guys give us a shot. Uh, we, we're a really small team, but you know we're passionate about the space and we're passionate about the community we've built. And you, you mentioned our social media presence. Um, feel free to reach out, out to us on Twitter. Just think of us as friends. Like we're, we're literally the people you probably grew up with who love sports just as much as you. We sit in our living rooms and we watch the games on Sunday as well. And so if you've got an idea or a feature or a question, just feel free to ping us. We're here to help. Yeah, that's right. And the, the Twitter handle is at, at SleeperHQ, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. That's good. Okay, uh, Nan. Thank you. Thank you once again for for coming on and say we're, we're, I'll, I'll, if any feedback I have, say I'm a, I'm a new new user to to Sleeper. I'll be sure to to pass them on to you. But thanks uh, once again for for coming on. Please do. Thanks, guys, and have a great one. So there you have it. 
all things sleeper, all things fantasy football. Hope you enjoyed that one. We'll have plenty more of those interviews over the coming months, and say no, no doubt, no people that uh, transferred over to sleeper doing best ball, uh, sorry, doing drafts now, and um, you know it's that time of the season where maybe you need to ask your commissioner, do you need to move over to sleeper? And uh, say so if you any of those guys out there that uh, listeners that haven't even experienced the uh, the app yet, go and do so. Go and try it out. It is uh, say a breath of fresh air to the industry. But that's going to do it for this episode of the full 10 yards podcast thanks for joining us uh, don't forget to go and check out all our articles and uh, all our previous podcasts as well second year players was the topic on wednesday and don't forget to check out our special interview with nat coombs which drops on friday uh, also whilst i've got you don't forget to we are doing mailbag monday so if you have any questions any questions at all from fantasy college nfl or maybe pizza toppings or favorite films and tv shows get in touch with us on the twitter at full 10 yards any questions we'll answer them all on monday and uh, hopefully we get to do a bit of video, a bit of, uh, bit of something fun, something new, uh, do something a little bit different, and you get to see our ugly mugs as well. But in the meantime, we will speak to you soon. Thanks for joining us. In the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's a bye-bye for now. A bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show full10yards at gmail.com.